Hello and welcome to Kingdom Conversations, a ministry of Faith Covenant Church. We are so excited to have you today as we talk about all things related to the Kingdom of God. Hello and welcome to Kingdom Conversations. I am really excited about our podcast today because I have three people that I just love talking about spiritual gifts with who are here this morning in our um, studio. And we're going to go around and I've asked each of them to introduce themselves. Before we do that, I want to tell you the goal of today. The goal of today is to see the beauty of how the body works together for the glory of God and how we are not all supposed to be the eye or the hands or the feet. But there is such joy as we get to dig in and discover not only who God made us to be, but who he made others to be. And so with that said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce our three pastors that are here, and I'm going to ask them to share with me a little bit about themselves. What do you do at the church? Um, and then tell me about your family, and what is your very last spiritual gift? So let me go ahead and start to my left. All right. Well, I'm Pastor Alex. I serve on staff here at the church, and I help with our membership, with missions, and among other things, spiritual gifts. Uh, so I get to do that. Uh, I have a wife of 10, almost 11 years now, and two wonderful adopted children, one and three. We have a very exciting household. <laughs> very uh, busy. Yeah, very, very yeah. busy. It is extremely fun. A son who we are just praying will be potty trained before the end of the <laughs> summer. So, yes, it's very, very exciting times uh, spotting him and trying to rush him to the potty and celebrating every yeah. success yeah. that we can in, in that way. Uh, as far as the spiritual gifts go, uh, asking what the last one is is a very interesting <laughs> introduction. <laughs> I uh, thought I would start by humbling us. You know, we always like to talk about play to your strengths, and you're basically uh, flipping that around. Right. Uh, though I would create one distinction here, okay. actually. I would say uh, we're going by an assessment, by the way. I should throw that out first. We took a spiritual gifts assessment. All of us took the same one, so we're sharing what the last one was on that assessment, which kind of by its nature, uh, this isn't the Holy Spirit, but if it if you scored last on it, I would say it's not your last spiritual gift. It is not <laughs> one of your <laughs> spiritual gifts. Uh, so it's not like that's my weak spiritual gift. It is well, what the assessment is saying is that's definitely not <laughs> your spiritual gifting. And so, yeah, I would say we're actually talking about what, what areas we're definitely not gifted in. And for me... Uh, it's serving. <laughs> mm. Serve. So, how does a pastor have serving low? Isn't that just the? <laughs> isn't that the strangest thing? Uh, part of that is, and you'll see this connection. It's it's not universal where someone who tends to be more gifted in leadership scores much lower on this assessment in serving. And so, what happens is you do have roles or giftings where God has called you to lead in a certain way. And that's going to play out in certain ways where uh, you're not necessarily the person who's always just looking for the ways to come alongside other leaders, but you are the one in the leadership position. So you actually see this a lot uh, with uh, pastors, yeah. actually, yeah. <laughs> scoring low and serving. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of one of the ways that a pastor can score very low in serving. 
um, because our gifting is to look for the ways, it, I, I don't want to just say to take charge, but, but to right. lead, to, right. to, to be the, the front person or, um, or if it is behind the scenes in more of a service role, it's not out of the gifting of serving that we're operating, but maybe it's more uh, an administrative thing where we recognize something needs to be done. And in order to do that, we need to serve someone else. So we, just because we score low in serving doesn't mean we don't serve others. It just means we're not yeah. operating fully out of our gifting uh, when we well, and I think that leads to a conversation we're going to have in a little bit about uh, the definitions also, because you you do serve. I watch all of you serve every single week, every single day. But in the definition of this particular assessment and what serving meant, there are people that God has so beautifully equipped that have no desire to be in the leadership or the spotlight, but they make those that have to teach better by walking beside them. So thank you for sharing that. And um, I know that for those of you that attend our church, you're going to know our next guest. But for those of you that don't, he's going to introduce himself. Yeah, so uh, name's Dan, uh, one of the pastors here for a little bit. And uh, we, uh, my wife Annie and I have been married almost six years, or probably a little bit over six years, I think. I'm questioning it now. Uh, <laughs> but we have a one-year-old son and expecting our second a little baby Yay. girl in September. So excited for that. Uh, excited to learn what I don't know, which is how to raise a girl. Yes. Uh, considering yeah. that I have had all brothers, and before that, my parents had all brothers. So, oh, this will be it'll fun. be interesting. Yeah. So excited for that. Uh, believe it or not, I know this is going to come as a surprise, but my the lowest spiritual gift for me was mercy. <laughs> <laughs> which, if you spent any time with me, you know that that is an absolute shocker because I'm the most compassionate person <laughs> ever. Never direct. And I tend to be more of a peacekeeper. So the idea of mercy being the lowest is just... I'm so sorry. I can't hear what you're saying. Everybody here is laughing. Go ahead. Say that again. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Mercy. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, which was interesting to see. I mean, not surprised uh, considering, uh, you know, seeing how God has wired me. But uh, it's always great because I think that's an area where... As I go and develop ministry teams, it becomes super significant in the, in the types of individuals that I'm trying to, to merge alongside me. You know, I, I joke around about my last church, but one of my best leaders was extremely high in mercy, and that was the, the best partnership I ever had yeah. because we were able to operate and yes. help me grow uh, in an area of leadership as well. Yeah, and we tease you about your low mercy, but your, um, your heart for God is what people see when they get to know you because mercy is a little different. How would you define mercy, Dan? Uh, I, I would define mercy as more or less the the, co- the compassionate come alongside. I'm a, I'm a quick, like the idea of being a quick listener, um, probably a little bit better at active listening, things like that. So uh, a little bit of an abstract definition, but that's how I would maybe yeah. define it. Yeah. And truthfully, I see it. that in you because I get to walk with you, you walk with my boys, but I understand what you're saying, your um, goal of you equip, you train, you lead, and and so it shows up on that test, like uh, Pastor Alex said, at the bottom, but we know that God can move those strengths however he wants according to his will, and his strength is made perfect in our weakness, so I see it in you Mm -hmm. from time to time, but I get it, I do, last one. So, um, and our final pastor that we have here this morning, would you introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm James, um, work with the small groups and discipleship here at the church, and 
my lowest, which I guess according to Pastor Alex would not be my gift, was the gift of healing. And I think because I come from a Baptist background, the, the joke <laughs> is our Trinity is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Bible. We kind of cut the Holy Spirit out of things because we don't like that gray area. We like the black and white of the Bible. And so I don't know if that plays into it, just that the supernatural things tend to be in my heritage, something we didn't think about or believe as much. But yeah, for me, the healing was the was definitely the lowest. That's so so interesting. And so how God partners us together. Um, Pastor Alex, you just did a training for our staff. What were some of the interesting and fun facts you found? Because there's a total of 17, is that correct, that took the test? Uh, 16. We had 16 com- complete the assessment. Uh, there's very interesting things when you apply uh, a spiritual gifts overview to a group rather than individuals which for me i think is incredibly healthy because the gifts are given for the purpose of helping one another and so doing them in isolation i'm, I'm never really behind that but the, some of the interesting things that come out as a, as a group is you see uh, where as a group are a lot of us gifted in uh, which is useful to know because there's a unity uh, there that comes out, and a, it's a strength as a group. So, for example, and it is a, encouraging as a staff here at the church, uh, discernment, wisdom, knowledge, administration was higher up. These are things that are super, super useful mm-hmm. for people leading a church, yeah. a larger church, uh, to to have some discernment, to have some wisdom, to have knowledge as we look, especially as we're growing and changing and what a, a beautiful thing to see that God's brought together a group of people with the giftings that seem to really fit the times that we're in as a church. But on the flip side, you also get to see <laughs> some, of the, some of the weaknesses. Like, and, and, and in this regard, uh, Pastor James is not alone that as a group, healing was one of the lower things I- in our group. I- and that's helpful as yeah. a group yeah. to understand where almost none of us are gifted in at yeah, all yeah. because in our discussions, in our staff meetings, in our ministry initiatives, where are the blind spots going to be? Right. Where are we not going to be reaching people? Where are we not going to be ministering to people? And is that really uh, us showing compassion? Is that Are we really being merciful if we're not acknowledging that? And then, and then the challenge as leaders and administrators, how do we find the people who are gifted in that area? and enable them and encourage them to take on that role on our behalf because, again, we're all giving gifts to to build one another. Yeah, it's almost like the weaknesses are kind of exciting because we know that God is bringing people into the body who are going to step into those roles. And I love walking and working with people who have the absolute opposite gifts of mine because they – it completes the picture. I always think of, you know, when you just look at Mary, you see my weaknesses just as much as you might see a strength. But when you put Mary with someone else, you see the whole picture of God in there. They We equip one another. Um, I am going to ask Pastor Dan, would you read for us Romans 12, 3 through 6? Because everything that we're talking about today is rooted from the Word of God, and we want to make sure that we are applying that. Talk to us, will you read it, and then talk to us a little bit about how that speaks to you in a working situation using the different body parts here. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we'll begin with verse 3. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment 
in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We, are, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. And I love this passage. It's Paul writing to a church that's just trying to figure it out, right? Uh, we have this church in Rome. And what I absolutely love this, and, and, I, and I think it's critical, especially from a, from a shepherding or ministry equipping standpoint, this provides us the lens to see that everyone is extremely valuable, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, which is great, which means everyone has an opportunity to be yes. on the bus, which I think at times, unfortunately, the church has said, unless you have this, right. then you can't have a seat. No, this is saying everybody serves Amen. a purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, it's also humbling. Yeah. Let's use the same... Yes. There's no one that can say, hey, you're not valuable, yes. you know, or that you're more valuable. This says, nope, everyone is on the same playing field. Uh, Paul goes into that even with 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, talking about a church that's prioritizing certain gift sets. Uh, the idea is none of these are better than the other. They, they complement one another, and when they're fully functional, yes. there we see God's glory greatest. Yes. And isn't that the purpose and witness of the church, too? I mean, it's just yeah. so fascinating and so... Uh, I think this passage captures the heart of that. I love it. I love the word complement. That is the goal, is that as the body, we're to complement one another, you know, but the culture doesn't go along with that. The culture says you're supposed to stand out, but the body says he's supposed to stand out, and when we complement each other, then he's elevated. Yeah. Yeah, I love that in the 1 Corinthians 12 passage that it it says to each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. Mm-hmm. That my gift is not given to me to make myself better or more famous so or more liked. It's for yeah. the common good for everybody. And then he follows that up down in verse 11, that all these are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. That this is not a pick the gift that you want, that yes. God gives them to us. And so we have to understand that. And the person has a different gifting than we do that God gave that to them, that it's not that they chose a different one. It's that God was the one that gave it to them. The spirit did according to his will. I so, I love that. And I think that's something that's missed so many times because we get caught up in this looking at man rather than looking at God. And that shift makes all the difference in there. With that said, I am going to, I want to go around and I want to talk about, you took your spiritual gifts assessment. So um, Pastor Alex, what was your top spiritual gift? Uh, Wisdom and discernment. Wisdom and discernment. Nice tie. And that's pretty normal if you take assessments. Some people like taking assessments and I do. Yeah, yeah, I do too. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's pretty standard to see stuff, those sorts of, or uh, maybe other words, but those are usually at the top. Yeah. And what I love about, um, as you're talking about wisdom and discernment and all the different giftings, is that the spiritual gifts are given us given to us at the time that we are born again. So they are totally in that when we become the new creation, the old is God, gone, the new is here, right? Um, and understanding that wisdom and discernment does not come from intellect. It comes from the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. I, I tell people sometimes, how, 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 do the, how do spiritual gifts manifest in a younger Christian? So, so I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior at age 11. And so here I am as a priest. And I have no memory of this happening, by the way, prior to this moment. And 11 still kind of young. But I have these 
memories, uh, and I won't go into details, but my I have an older sister, and she would come into my room and sit on my bed <laughs> and That's and awesome. lay out her heart to me yeah. about whether it was problems at school, boy trouble, whatever it yeah. is. And basically what she was, both of us were doing this without really fully knowing what was happening. Uh, she was trying to engage that wisdom and discernment because it was almost like she'd talk and my brain would just filter whatever she was saying and say, well, have you thought about this? Or what yeah. if this is what's happening? And it used to frustrate her so mm -hmm. much like that she could just walk in and I'd be like, well, here's what you do. And it wasn't because I was an expert, you know, or anything like 11, 12, like I'm preteen, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so you look at it and it's like, maybe there's some limitations, but is there, <laughs> you know what I mean? The well, Holy that's Spirit. a great yeah. example because um, at 11 years old, for you to have wisdom and discernment, it has to come from the Holy Spirit. Right. You didn't have the life experience right. yet, and it was just the beginning. Uh, maturity makes a difference, too, as we continue on. Dan, what was your uh, top spiritual gift? Yeah, so my top spiritual gifts were leadership and um, and discernment there, So, which, is, which makes sense. Yeah. You know, that's kind of been commonplace uh, over the past few years since I've been following Jesus, so I wasn't you know, it was an aha, but not aha moment, if I could call it that. Yeah, yeah. When when is the earliest you remember walking in leadership? Like it was breathing for you and you're like, this just doesn't feel hard. It feels like it's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, oddly enough, it was early on in my, in my walk with Christ. We used to we used to lead a, an outreach in Chicago. And so, you know, as a younger believer, just naturally stepping into those roles and helping kind of assign people roles and responsibilities and things like that. And I mean, it was just as if I'd been doing it all my life. Mm -hmm. And so I uh, can't explain that because prior to Christ, I wasn't the guy that wanted to be the leader, uh, surprisingly, so which was pretty yeah. interesting to see. But seeing that progress throughout, you know, the past 10 to 15 years since I've been following Christ. So yeah. I just when you say that, I that verse comes flying into my mind over and over again, that it was when you became the new creation, that old was gone, which didn't want to have these giftings. And now God is using you mightily. Would you I mean, would you say that like within the church, I see God taking that leadership and building um, a ministry. And what's funny is I don't often see you. I see God in the midst of that because you're just loving people well, doing what he's called you to do, maybe behind the scenes. Um, and in front of the scenes, but but God is the center of that. So yeah, certainly. I think it's a, it's super important to. I think when when we think of leadership, we think of the charismatic leader that is up front. I don't think that's necessarily the case. It is you know, am I am I setting the pace and the trajectory for a, a group of people? Kind of going back to the administration thing, uh, and and, I, and that's what I aspire to do. I, I don't need to be the guy on stage, but I want to equip the person that is on stage as best as possible. Yeah. Um, Pastor Kevin says all the time that it, the worst thing we could do is have a personality-driven ministry. How would you define what is a personality-driven ministry? Uh, at, at 10 years, if I were to leave, the entire ministry crumbles. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, oh, that's yeah. probably a, a vivid picture that many people are seeing, especially now with, uh, you know, the, the mega church fad kind of falling to bits a little bit because it was kind of leveraged by a personality type. we I think it's easy for us to see that. And so I think there's great wisdom in not doing that and allowing um, humility and service to the body of Christ for the sake of the glory of God to be the, the driver and motivator. And I think it, it squashes that, that, that pride or ego. Amen. Amen. That's
that's so good. Hey, Mary, can I interject? Actually, sure. just rewind. We're, we don't, let's not forget Pastor James has to share <laughs> share his stuff. But I, I actually wanted from a, a recognizing spirit your own spiritual gifts. Uh, like we do these this assessment, but uh, I didn't know Dan pre Christ, and so for me to imagine him as mm. not uh, not being leadership anything is actually kind of hard for me to imagine. And you actually see this when people accept Christ. There's usually a few areas that just seem radically different. Like we could probably use the word radical, where it's a departure from the old creation to the new creation. And so I would encourage people who's I don't know what my spiritual gift is. Well, what are some of the areas that changed? Like, what are some of the attitudes or behaviors that were most significantly different where people who knew you beforehand would say, well, this really changed? And that's probably going to clue you in, potentially, that's good. to some of what your spiritual gifts yeah. are. So I just wanted to interject that. There yeah. is a way of uh, knowing earlier on so potentially what your spiritual gifts are, what the Holy Spirit is gifting you with. So that's so to good. No, thank you for interjecting that because that is true. And you guys have an interesting relationship. How long have you known one another now? Uh, Take a stab at it, Alex. I don't uh, know. Let's see. Uh, eight, nine years maybe? Yeah. Probably something, something around like there. That. Yeah. yeah. So is that like when – when Alex just shared that, like, that's a moment, right? Like, he does not know you apart from the spiritual gifts that God has given you. Yeah. Yeah. So, Pastor James, tell us what was your top spiritual gift, and what does that look like in your ministry? Yes, my top <clears throat> my top ones were discernment and knowledge. And, uh, again, like Pastor Alex said, some of them tend to cluster together. And I think for me, the way that works is um, in seeing a situation or in counseling or something like that, being able to really peel through the layers of the onion and get down to the core to see what's really going on, to see what the core issue is, and then to be able to figure out from there the steps we need to do to fix it. Again, whether that's in a counseling situation, whether that's in a ministry or a church situation, just being able to discern what is the symptoms and then what is actually the root cause. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say that I'm blessed that I get to work with Pastor James. That's my role here. I oversee Salt and Light Ministry. It's part of the small group ministry. And Pastor James oversees all of the small groups. And I get to see the wisdom and discernment. And you know what it looks like to me? It's that um, he's a thinker. So he t it takes him a minute, like when we're discussing things. But the questions that God gives you are they help us to really find the heart of how to be better. And um, it's, it's fun to watch. My husband has a high wisdom and discernment, and I see that's what he brings into our marriage. I know that I'm fast with decisions, and, he, and I, sometimes I help motivate us and move us, and sometimes I get us in trouble. And where Scott needs a moment to sit in that, and he makes us better. So I love wisdom and discernment, and I love under the power of the Holy Spirit. And there's a humility that comes with it, too. Matter of fact, all of you sitting here, I never, I always sense this place of humility that it's being born from because you're understanding that it's under the authority um, and lordship of Christ. So here's a question. I didn't put this on our talking point, so I'm surprised. Um, but he, God keeps putting it on my heart, and that is, um, Alex, when you were just sharing about Dan, and I thought, what is the difference between somebody who's a brand new believer? What does maturity, how does it change our spiritual gifts? Do they move? Do they sharpen? What are your thoughts on that? That's a great question, Mary. I, I think it's super important that we, that we understand that um, 
I, I think in the excitement and the, you know, the, the, the newness of life, you know, especially, uh, especially with an individual that maybe, uh, didn't grow up in a Christian home or something like that, there's probably a tendency or propensity to see certain gifts higher at the beginning stages or as you begin, like, think about serving helps, some of these areas that are probably more tangibly um, witnessed and observed, uh, to see those relatively high and then over time those taper down. I mean, I'll use myself as an example. When I first took an assessment back in, I don't know, 2010, uh, serving leadership and, and discernment were all really high. And over time, you know, I've seen less about that. And I, I think it, uh, the the reason behind that is because over time I've been able to distinguish between joy mm-hmm. and just actual obedience. You know, I serve out of obedience, but do I find joy in every single time I serve? Mm-hmm. You know, th- those are That's the questions good. you begin to wrestle with. And I think that comes with walking with Christ a little bit longer, growing in your walk with him finding that joy in it. As you said that, I thought of, do you guys remember at the meeting, um, Joel, our worship director sharing, and I thought this was such an, a huge aha, was that music, um, of course, has always been at the top, but it actually had taken second place to missionary or missions. And he said that one of the things God has done differently is he's given him this guitar shop. And as people, the lost are walking in, God has given him this heart for the lost that he had never experienced, you know, in that that maturing. And he, it was surprising. That was one of his big surprises. Uh, Pastor Alex had asked us three questions and one of them was, what is the most surprising to you? And that was it for him. And I thought that comes too as God begins to give us a heart for the lostness of our city and the people around us. How does that shift and change? It may not shift to missions. It might make leadership look differently. Um, James, would you add anything to that? The maturing of... Um, does as you mature in the Lord and the spiritual gifts? Yeah, I think they can definitely change and shift a little bit over time as you grow and God puts different things on your heart and passions. And one thing I would bring out as well is that it doesn't, our spiritual gift isn't always tied to talent, that there were a number of us in the staff meeting that have musical abilities, but we scored really low on the music, that just because you can play the piano or sing doesn't necessarily mean that that's your gift that you get the joy from that God wants you to do in the church, that we can't always tie talent to spiritual gifts necessarily. For some people, they do go together. For others, they don't. It's not a perfect tie. I think that's a powerful point because um, I have talked with people, and they're like, I can do this. It feels natural for me to do this. I don't love it. And that would be the division there of the talent, right, and the spiritual gift. Anything you want to add to that? Oh, that absolutely covers yeah. <laughs> it covers it. those two things. Uh, yeah, that there can be a shift. Like the Holy Spirit continues to work and sanctify us and uh, may build us up and equip us for a certain thing that he's calling us to. Or, yeah, distinguishing between personality or talents is absolutely the other area I would, I would talk about. That maturity, specifically back to your question, yeah. that as we – grow in Christ that we're going we should at least be able to start creating or or recognizing those distinctions is this what God calls me to um so we I want to continue this conversation and so I'm going to invite 
all three pastors to come back with me and we're going to do a part two of this series because this is a fascinating conversation and I just love hearing the wisdom, the discernment, the input that they're giving us. So as we close out uh, today, thank you so much for joining us. We so look forward to hearing or seeing you on our next episode where we will have Pastor Alex, Pastor Dan, and Pastor James back and we will continue the conversation of spiritual gifts. Thank you for listening to Kingdom Conversations. We look forward to you joining us.